0: Uh, was it JUCO? Was it Qua, Qua Davis? Quay Quay Davis? Davis?
1: Quay Davis. Quay Davis. Quay
2: Davis. What Davis? Qua. Qa. Qaa. Isn't it I'm Qaa? I'm usually the one that butchers Qu- the name. Quay, Quay, I'm just Quay, glad once it's you. Whatever. Qua. You
1: wrote about it, and I stole your story after I put the quotes in. But I did talk to Quay Davis, and um, Qua.
0: welcome to on the bench i am your host for today's episode until josh kicks me out to read the mailbag brendan Sinone. josh hello chris hello um let's start with an update on josh's achilles tendon
1: um my luckily i went to the doctor on tuesday and i have a calf sprain um he says i'm out four to six weeks so i'm looking forward to to getting on that but my back really hurts. I've your been back hurts around. now. Okay, I have two herniated discs, and um, boy, right now are they talking to me?
0: I feel like the. I feel like this is the best case scenario for the podcast, so we don't have to worry about you actually having torn your Achilles tendon. You, we got the content of you thinking that it happened earlier in the week, and uh, and me thinking that you're you know a bit of a hypochondriac proved to be correct you didn't you didn't tear your achilles tendons this is all good news I'm and very I was right glad
1: that I didn't but'm I'm, I'm in a lot of pain right now
0: right. Pain. Here, here, that's Christopher uh, and he just woke up I don't like the energy of the podcast generally right now uh so this is where we're gonna start we have a mailbag I feel like
2: you're projecting
0: I have a ton of energy I've drank so much coffee this morning it's unhealthy uh this is like the second pot of coffee that I've made I've been up since 5 a.m I'm good I'm fine. There's no projecting here. I don't like the energy that you two are bringing. Since eight
2: twenty-seven
0: a.m., and hence the energy as we're recording at eight thirty-five
2: a.m. I'm uh, for eight minutes in. I think I, I'm bringing it.
0: Let me tell you guys what we're going to do for the podcast today. We're going to do a mailbag. Chris, mailbag. I'm going to give you the opportunity mailbag. We're going to give you Christopher the opportunity to talk about last night's riveting hoops win. Seemed like a lot of fun. Glad you're able to
2: cover uh, it. It wasn't always fun along the journey, but the ending was fun.
0: All right, well, that's, hey, The it's the opposite of the Jimbo. We don't really care about the process. We just care about the results. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We have some, I guess, revamped news to talk about with a commitment that we kind of expected to commit, committed earlier than anticipated and decommitment. But first, I want us to start off the podcast with Joshua made a call. You guys both combined on this to hustle, get a number for Mackenzie Milton, gave him a phone call, and Josh, you talked to the coveted transfer prospect.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris. He got the number. That was, that was the hardest part. I just dialed it. Mackenzie, um, I caught him when he was in Hawaii. Um, I called him about two, 3 PM our time. So it was like nine 30, 10 AM his time. You um, didn't want to talk about anything pertaining to any schools. I wrote the message board. I wrote the update on the message board yesterday afternoon. Um, and really the biggest bit of information that I got out of it was Mackenzie Milton said that he was there talking it over with his parents and he could have a decision anytime between, Oh, within a week to by the end of the month. So he, he set up a little timetable there. It sounds like it, it could be anywhere from the next six to seven days to maybe like 20 days. So there is a, uh, a timetable, um, I, I I followed back and I tried to ask him about specifics in making his decision. He again said he really didn't want to comment on that to cause speculation. Um, he he confirmed that he is talking to a couple schools, and that a decision will be made.
0: I want to workshop this with you guys. I think I want to put in an FSU crystal ball to Mackenzie Milton. For it, knock yourself out.
2: Good luck with that.
0: Why do we do we think it's a bad idea?
2: No, I man. I, as we said in the last time we discussed them on a podcast, FSU is definitely a player. I just I, I don't know. I I hesitate with transfers till you know it's happening, especially because with a transfer, even when it's happening, it's not happening till they're actually involved. So
0: right, there are certainly more variables than we're normally used to, or different sort of variables. I guess the so like a week ago, I thought that maybe I would take. FSU was the leader is kind of where I was thinking it was. If, if I had to project someone who was ahead for him with the schools that we do know, and obviously there's some variables there that, that maybe there are some that we, we don't know about, but we know FSU has interest. We know he has interest in FSU. We know that exists for a fact, uh, the extent of which is what we don't know. But, but I would still would have said I think FSU is the leader. As time goes on and the more we talk to different people, not even around FSU, uh, but more people kind of in recruiting circles, FSU's name keeps popping up. So I think as of today, like, I think I would take FSU over the field. And that's kind of why I would put in the crystal ball. It's still an estimated, you know, educated guess. It's an estimation. But I think I would take FSU over anyone else at this point.
1: That's where I stand. Yeah, I don't really know who the biggest threat would be to FSU right now. I think that's the part of the puzzle that's kind of hard for us to figure out is like who the other programs are.
0: We don't think it's Miami at this point. Have moment. there been
1: any other reports out there? I'm I'm not just saying in FSU world, but like any other reports out there on Mackenzie Miller.
0: No, I have not seen any. and I've gone over message boards. Uh, again, that's kind of makes me think, this is more speculation, that, that this is kind of close to a done deal, that, that there's some finality, that this could be already, a decision could already be made or close to being made and, and kind of the players are already known at this point which is maybe why we're not seeing buzz or someone's doing a great job keeping this under wraps at another program that could be part of it too. I think I've talked myself out of putting in the crystal ball. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what
1: happens. Go for it, man. Drop your balls.
0: <laughs> you know, what's oh. going to happen if I do though, right? Like what the message board responses. Like they went crazy over, over someone who doesn't cover the team or, or cover Mackenzie Milton putting in a crystal ball. Like what are they going to do if one of us puts one in, even if nope. it's me and i think if someone does put one in it should be me because uh yeah it's less less pressure for the website if it's me doing it hey real quick i want to give a shout out to our sponsor market square liquors located off for of timberland road in north tallahassee they have a couple of really cool events coming coming up here in the second half of december uh let's see december 13th i guess it's still the first half it's the middle of december we'll call it that From 1 to 3 p.m. and then 4 to 6 p.m. on December 13th, they have a champagne tasting. It's only $5 per person. Uh, It's supposed to be, they do it every single year, a really fun event. They'll make sure that it's safe and and socially distanced and whatnot for you guys to to feel safe doing it. But it is something that they do every single year, and they're doing some alterations to it. But it's always a good event. They also have some pretty exquisite Christmas beers in stock. I picked one up last week. It was the Bell's... uh, it was the Bell's Christmas Ale it was delightful. And I also got the Shiner Holiday Cheer from Texas and they roast like uh, pecans and and peaches in it too to give a little Christmas spice. So they have a bunch of cool Christmas beers out. They also have gift sets, all sorts of liquor like uh, Kahlua and Bailey's gift sets, some fine scotch like Ardbag and Glenlivet. So uh, go ahead, check out Market Square Liquors and the lounge located off of Timberly Road, North Tallahassee. Let them know we sent you. We appreciate their continued support and your support. Of them as well they've been really happy with the way you guys have showed up and, and called ahead and asked about different products they have and whatnot so please continue doing that for us all right positive news i guess this is par for the course guys one step forward one step backward for fsu on the recruiting trail i did think it was a net win the other day though we had talked about on the podcast patrick payton is someone that josh put in his crystal ball for sure enough patrick payton the outside linebacker edge defender type from miami commits to the Seminoles, Josh. Congratulations on the crystal ball. Uh, you're, you're climbing up the rankings, sir.
1: Oh well, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, Patrick Payton, Miami Northwestern product. Um, FSU views him as a pass rusher. I think you know he's gonna he's gonna have to grow into that. It's six foot hundred five. But and I'm not gonna make this comparison, but I do remember, and I am gonna make this comparison. But uh, no, don't do it. Don't. Now. Brian Brian Burns oh. arrived on campus, I think, four pounds heavier than Patrick Payton. Uh, he was under 110, wasn't he, Chris?
2: You mean 210? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: hope he I, wasn't I, under think so. I think
2: he was like 209, 214 in that range when he showed up. Yeah.
1: So I see him being a similar prospect to Brian Burns. Um, obviously, he's not going to be an instant impact guy. He's going to need probably a year in the weight room. Um, but it's a solid pickup. Committed to Nebraska, Florida State never really stopped recruiting him. And then he reopened his recruitment on Saturday and made a quick ending to it on Monday, committing to FSU around noon.
2: I like the take... You did the scouting report on him. What did you take away when you watched him again, when you kind of dived into it and took it more serious because he's now part of the class?
0: Yeah, because I I did like him before, so I I like the take. I would now say, after watching him a little bit more thoroughly, I I dare say I love the take. I think those type of guys are hard to find. The roster is devoid of it right now. When I say those type of guys, I mean a twitchy, long, athletic pass rusher type. As Josh said, yeah, you're going to have to put on a little bit of weight, That's going to limit on what he can do as an every down player, but what he has in terms of like bend, flexibility, the ability to turn around, like turn a corner, uh, and do so without losing acceleration, it's really impressive, especially with his frame being legit legit six foot five. You watch the highlights and you see how the arm length impacts uh, the passing lanes with getting deflections or even getting a hand on the ball uh, as like as he's rushing the, the quarterback. He makes an impact in a variety of ways as a pass rusher and even has some good instincts as a run stopper too. You see he does a really good job of sniffing out the ball and, and he's physical. He's not just a skinny pass rush specialist. I think you could see the potential for him to become a nice every down player as he develops. But FSU doesn't have a body type like that, a player type like that on the roster. So it was a really big pickup in in that regard. I'm a fan of the take for for FSU. Uh, yeah two two thumbs up on my end I, I think that was a really really big commitment for the Seminoles
2: yeah I think he's a really disruptive high-end athlete off the edge which is as you both have said something they desperately needed
0: now you can't be a Florida State fan without having good news and then a little bit of bad news and the fan base was just devastated that <laughs> they couldn't enjoy one nice day of, of good things they end up losing Malik McClain the I guess he's Got bumped up to a four-star wide receiver and the in the composite. Just in time to lose him. Yeah, he was a guy from Alabama originally at IMG Academy, committed. I think in the late summer. We all like that take—a big, athletic wide receiver. Not a whole lot of those type of guys. Uh, the combination of the speed and the size, so so kind of a rarity there. Someone who we thought had a chance to make a day one impact for Florida State. He ends up decommitting. He has not flipped to Ole Miss yet. Uh, there is the expectation that Luke Altmeyer. Uh, is uh, after he committed to Ole Miss that Luke Altmaier is probably helping recruit Malik McClain there. Would you guys say it's a net win still for Florida State on the day, though you lose Malik McLean, gain Patrick Payton?
2: Yeah, pass rusher is always a more impactful player in my opinion. You can find a lot of receivers. It's tough to find a lot of pass rushers.
0: This was, Chris, an interesting development because it happened so quickly. Like, we, we were pretty confident a week ago that Malik McClain was planning to sign early. I think that's the dynamic well, he, that catches you off guard a little bit.
2: He told Andrew Ivins about a week prior that, yeah, he intended to sign early and enroll early at FSU. So we kind of put it to bed, you know. At this time of year, you're always trying to kind of mark names off the list and be done so you can focus on the guys that are tough to come by, tougher to get. And then after the fact, after he decommits, we find out that Old Miss and him got real hot and heavy late last week. You know, I heard Friday was kind of a big day and all of that. And then it brought about Monday. But somebody asked me on the message board 15 minutes before his decommitment why Old Miss was warm on his profile. And I didn't have a good answer for that because in my mind, he was signing early and enrolling early. So yeah, the decommitment kind of caught us. Um, you know, we found out after the fact that, you know, Altmaier and, Lane Kiffin and Old Miss were quite involved with him and that he was intrigued and listening, and that, that's largely what brought about the change in decision for him. Mary flip, miss. <laughs> Spatula season, as our boy Steve Wiltfong likes to say.
1: Oh, man,
0: I am so hoping that Mike Norvell gets this program, even on a semi-right track, just because of the potential rivalry with Dabo and Lane Kiffin now. Come on. There, there's potential there for it to be fun.
2: I'm here for the FSC old miss ball next year. You know, one, it would mean FSC's back in a ballgame. And two, yeah. that's a good yeah. storyline. Let's do it. Um
0: what's the wide receiver board look like
2: now, Josh? Do we have on, any?
1: Malik, Malik uh, McClain's also not a Alabama kid. Um,
2: yeah, he's he, from Daphne.
1: Yeah. He told me when he committed to Florida State that he he's actually a Florida kid. Uh he moved to Alabama like two or three years ago. So he felt like Committing uh-huh. to Florida State was actually committing to the in-state school, but oh, so you lost. Oh, the wow. oh. Then. <laughs> from Alabama, he was only there for like two or three years, though. I was uh, trying
0: to, I was trying to weave a narrative to make the readership or the listenership feel a little bit better. Thanks, Josh, bringing us down. Yeah, I
1: don't think there's a whole lot to feel good about losing Malik McLean, six um, foot four, hundred ninety-five pounds, <clears throat> because he was one of the guys that the the staff was trying to build this offensive class around. They have been very, I wouldn't say picky with the wide receiver class, but they know that they don't need a ton. They just need some quality guys. And they had a spot set for Malik McLean, Joshua Burrell, and Destin Hill for a long time now. They felt that that was their ideal class. Um, Seeing Malik McClain decommit this late in the process, I won't say FSU could have replaced him, but at this point now, they're they're in a situation where they got to go out and either find they're going to find a guy that they're not as familiar with as Malik McLean, right? They got to know Malik McLean for the last six months. Uh, they've watched him. All he got to know the coaching staff. Now they're going to jump in on a transfer or another wide receiver that just doesn't have the same bond with the staff and and the due diligence and the evaluations that they did with Malik McLean.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to say it's a good thing necessarily that you lost Malik McLean again. I think this for all the reasons you just laid out very well there, Talked Josh. Talked about
1: how it was a net win on the day. I, you know, it was not
0: uh, yeah. I would trade like in a vacuum. Would you trade Malik McLean for Patrick Payton if you're FSU?
1: I don't. Uh, I think they need all the help they can get, Brendan. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. the offense is 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 just as bad as the defense, especially the wide receiver room.
0: seeing you got one percent better. That's all. It could have been hundred percent better if you'd added Patrick Payton without losing Malik McLean. It's easier to find a wide receiver of that type than it is to find a potential pass rush specialist off the edge. Is all I'm saying.
1: I mean, they... it's also significant because the the top quarter of this class has just taken a thrashing yes. over the last six weeks. And That's and true. To say that you know losing another one of the top you know the one of the top twenty five percent you know the best twenty five percent in their class, they just uh, Teams have just been coming in and taking what they want. So it kind of makes you question the guys that are still on the commitment list. How many options do they have right now?
0: Do we think that Florida State was as caught off guard with the Malik McClain stuff as we were?
1: Maybe not in the, in the moment, but at least in the, in the days and weeks leading up to it. I don't know about that day. Yeah. So we didn't check on it. He just posted his note, but I do know that there was confidence in, in keeping Malik McClain signed and getting them enrolled early as of you know, two, three weeks ago, but we didn't necessarily have any reason to continue to check on Malik mm-hmm. either.
0: It did seem like they were keeping some other wide receivers warm uh, at both the prep level and Juco level. So maybe they did have some indication that again, okay, in case this happens, we need to have some, some plans, to at
1: least continue vetting some plan they B did, types. I don't think those guys are at the level of Malik McClain though, unfortunately.
0: No, a lot of the prep guys are not for sure. Like Chansey, Chauncey, Chauncey Magwood. We're
1: probably going to see them not all for those guys. So well, the
0: one guy we did see them offer, for, though. Josh, you wrote about and caught up with him. Uh, was it JUCO? Was it Qua, Qua Davis? Quay Quay Davis. Davis? Quay Davis. Quay,
1: Quay Davis. Quay Davis. What Did
2: you call him? Qua? Q A Q A A? Isn't it Q A A? I'm Q-A-A? usually the one that butchers Quay, the name. Quay, Quay, I'm just Quay, glad once it's you. Whatever. Qua? You
1: wrote about it, and I stole your story after I put the quotes in, but. I did talk to Quay Davis and
2: um Qua. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've never heard I've never seen I, I usually I'll own it. I butcher names like it's my job, but Q U A, Q-U-A, like Quay, come on, it's it's there. If you put a Y on it, it's definitely Q
0: U A E if it's Quay or Q U A Y. No, Q U
2: A is Quay. All I day. feel like Qua would need a W at the end.
0: Qua sounds like a bird type, like some type exactly. of some type of
1: bird.
2: All right, Josh. Go ahead. We're we're. I just
0: want to peek behind the curtain. The energy has been crappy. Me butchering something got everyone engaged. You're all welcome.
1: This is my back pain's gone. Good. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. I'm sorry. Middle Tennessee and South Carolina have have also offered Quay Davis, but there's one big looming offer hanging out there that could be coming soon, and that is from Ole Miss. Um, Davis is a six foot two, two hundred and ten pound wide receiver who is originally from the state of Mississippi and currently plays Juco football at Itawamba community college. Where's Itawamba? Is it in Mississippi? I think it's Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, So he told me he likes both FSU and South Carolina. They play in two of the best conferences in America. uh, According to Clay Davis, he said, I couldn't go wrong with either Um, Ole Miss could offer. He downplayed to me, the importance of the Ole Miss offer. But I talked to a couple of people behind the scenes, and they said that if Ole Miss offers, he's definitely going to take it and uh, stay in state. So I'm kind of – I'm cautiously optimistic about how, how much further we're going to cover Quay Davis. Um, but what's today? Thursday. If he doesn't have an offer by the weekend or into the weekend, then uh, you know, this is one that FSU could close on because signing day is less than a week away. It would have been funnier if you had said Qua. Is he from Fulton? Did you say Josh? Mississippi.
0: He Josh didn't say, but he is from Fulton. 24 7 Pro. He's from
1: Fulton, Mississippi,
2: correct. Yeah, that, that's where Itawamba is. It's that's the county that's in. It's Tupelo, Mississippi area.
0: Is that where Tupelo Honey's from? I believe so. You know who coached at Itawamba Community College? He's on FSU Coach. staff now. I'll give you guys one guess each. Thompson? Nope. Chris. Atkins? Yeah, ding ding ding. Yep. I don't know. If there's necessarily a tie, a yeah, or no, a pipeline a there either. But uh, what else is that wide receiver like, kind of floating around? Oh, Drew Estrada, the TCU board to kind of indicate that it looks like he's going to stay in the state of Texas, but not TCU. So
1: yeah, and I got I got nothing new on Drew Estrada. Reached out to him yesterday um, to see exactly what day he's going to do it. I haven't got a response so. I, you know, I don't. He's always been hit or miss with me. I don't think that that means anything for FSU's chances, but um, we we don't seem to get a whole lot of confidence from our sources on him either. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he goes elsewhere. By their names. Pick
2: yet. JJ Henry's one. You know, they've been on him a good while, but he's a kid that has a lot of regional. He's a Texas kid, has he's a lot of regional Max. opportunities.
0: <laughs> Josh is just.
2: <laughs> Ole Miss
0: no, is he really pissing is. on our Cheerios. Yeah,
2: yeah old Miss is also getting crystal balls from you, right? I hate Old Miss at this point. Like, I feel like we are doing an old Miss podcast half the time at this point. I'm putting in a
1: crystal ball pick for J.J. Henry to Ole Miss. I forgot to do that.
2: Chauncey you May, go, Wood, who's Kentucky you like the Kentucky commitment from South Georgia.
0: Hey, Josh, did you put in a McKenzie Milton uh, crystal ball to Ole Miss and see what happens? Oh, let's see, Let's see let's see the onions that you
1: have if you'll do Josh
2: it. Josh is going for that two-pod streak on the crystal ball.
1: All my all my picks hit though. It's not necessarily
0: true. Sorry, Chris. Continue.
2: No, you're good. It's fine. You got you guys doing your thing. It's good. I'm just here.
0: Are you? Do you want me to delay so you could look up more names at wide receiver?
1: No, I was, like I was trying to think.
2: I mean, Megwood, Kentucky commitment, South Georgia kid, but I'm not convinced they would take him. Uh, obviously, Destin Hill, but we've spoken about him ad nauseum for months. We still expect him at this point to be in FSU's class. Kelvin Johnson's an athlete, plays quarterback in high school, Navy commitment, probably going to flip to Mississippi State. He is a Mississippi kid, has a lot of ties to that program. Quay Davis, not Qua Davis, (laughs) um, who we've already discussed. Keon Coleman's one that's waiting until February. Basketball is a big part of his discussion. I've never gotten a vibe that FSU is the kind of one standing out to him among among them all. Um, But who knows if they make a major push there. You know, FSU Hoops is going to be in the discussion again this year. So, you know, I think they could be in play if they really want to be. I just don't know that they are currently.
0: Knowles 24-7 has a a sale right now if you want to be a VIP member. It's 60% off uh, annual subscription. And I was going to promote it, like, confidently, but just this past segment makes me less skeptical that we're churning up a lot of positive interest in Florida State.
2: Well, there's a ton of news. I mean, we're...
1: We're yeah, less than a week out from early lose. signing I period. I don't think they care if we're presenting it positively or negatively. They, they'd rather just have what's happening.
2: Yeah. I and mean, we're a week away from early signing period, which is next Wednesday to Friday. Juco's have a longer time to sign. So you'll see some of those guys, you know, deciding on Christmas Day, for example, like a Jadarius Perkins, who's a DB that FSU recently offered from the Juco ranks. Hoops is going on. Football is still going on. feels like the longest season in history, man. Um, yeah, there's tough. There's reasons to be there. There's some happiness. There's some miserableness. Come join the party. We're going to get through
0: it together. Chris, thank you for playing along there. Josh did not play along very well, which cranky. Cranky with the back right now. Good news, positive news, reason to be upbeat. Uh, I guess it had its moments, Christopher, but you did get to cover a Florida State Hoops win and overtime win. How many, how many points did they score?
2: 69? Yeah, 69-67 nice. was the final. In overtime, Scotty Barnes hit a running Eurostep bank shot jumper layup from kind of along the baseline to win it there with 1.8 seconds left. Indiana missed a half-court shot, shot at the end. Uh, Indiana's Trace Jake, Trace Jackson Davis went for 25-17, and 17. We knew he was good when he walked in the building. He's a guy that Leonard talked a lot about on Monday, so it wasn't surprise surprising to see him have the kind of evening he did. But any time a dude goes for 25 and 17, it's pretty impressive. I think I saw a stat last night that, you know, that's been done four times at Indiana in 25 years, and the kid's done it three of the four times. So speaks to him as a player. MJ Walker was real assertive, very good, scored 19. Took a lot of shots to get there, but – MJ did what you want to see a senior do in a game that's pretty tight I think last night more than anything was it was the signs of FSU's played one game prior to that it had no real exhibition season the preseason was odd and junky they've got a new freshman point guard some new pieces that was all on full display I thought Barnes played very well I thought he had some great passes I thought Balsha had a really good game. MJ Walker, Raekwon Gray, who late in the game really couldn't go much anymore. I don't know if he was cramping or if it was his knee, but he just was struggling at the end of regulation and into overtime. Malik Osborne kind of stepped up for him, but FSU's bench only gave him eight points on the night. That's not usually the story with FSU. Wasn't a particularly good shooting night. FSU mid-range jump shots were not falling. They were more effective from the perimeter than they were from the free throw line, it felt like. Um, and, you know, they left a lot of points out there at the free throw line. But Indiana was a good challenge. That's a fairly solid Indiana team for your second game of the year. I, I think it's a good learning curve moment. Now the thing is like, I got to quickly turn the page and they play Florida 11 a.m. on Saturday. And, yes, FSU's own Florida in recent history. But I think this Florida team's a little bit more capable than some of the other Mike White teams have come into town. So I'm interested how to handle Saturday – because there's always a little bit of added emotions with the rivalry game, even though it's being played at breakfast time. Also scheduled for Saturday, Florida State
0: hosts Duke at, I think it's at 4 p.m., right, yeah, 4 p.m. I got in front of me, 4 p.m. FSU opened as a three-point favorite. That line's kind of bounced around a little bit. I'm not sure what it is as of this morning. It's kind of bounced around between 3 and 5. So this is a chance, fellas, for Florida State to get a legitimate win. Uh, As of today, we're expecting them to play the game, right? Yes. Okay. All right, we're expecting them to play the game. I don't think we have a whole lot to get into in terms of breakdown. I, I don't – I'm not there mentally. I don't think our listeners really want an in-depth, thorough breakdown of this game. FSU has a very good chance to win. Duke is is pretty abysmal. This is FSU's most winnable game uh, in conference play this year, like on, on paper. Obviously, they beat UNC, and that's it. Let's do predictions. I think Florida State – I think Jordan Travis is going to be healthy. Uh, good to go. I'm going to go Florida State. Thirty-three Duke 21 big win for Florida State
2: go ahead Josh
1: uh Florida State covers 18
2: to 12 <laughs> great year 18 12 let me tell you um <laughs> that the last Florida, pandemic no. no I think Florida State avoids negative plays for as much as Duke is capable of producing them Duke has pretty good defensive ends Chris, real, real quick, minimal. Chris
0: Chris Rumpf, I just saw the stat. You may enjoy it. Chris Rumpf, per David Hale, uh, leads the country in pressure percentage. He gets the pressure yeah. on 19.7% of his pass rushes. So that may yeah. be a problem.
2: Yeah, they have three in their front four. And they will throw some odd man fronts out there too at you. But they have three in that front four that are very, very capable guys who if FSU – Doesn't have a good Jordan Travis, the avoiding pressure version of Jordan Travis, the Jordan Travis that creates something when there's havoc in the backfield. It's going to be a long day, but I think they're going to have that good version of Jordan. Defensively, FSU needs to create turnovers. Duke loves to give it away. They're one of the worst in the country at giving it away this year. Chase Bryce has 13 interceptions. They're starting quarterback to have numerous fumbles on the year. FSU needs to capitalize and get themselves one or two free possessions, preferably with short fields. I'll go with, uh, hell, 30-28 FSU. Score-wise, I I got no good feel on it. It's not one of those games where I feel like it's easy to forecast that it's going to be high-scoring or low-scoring. Yeah, it's two bad football teams going out there against one another.
0: Duke legitimately has has recently looked like they've quit a little bit. Uh, As bad as Florida State has played, I I do think effort has generally been there. Uh, So that's what gives me – some confidence that Florida state gets things going and Jay Traff being healthy expands the offense to something that could be functional.
2: We'll see. Yeah, I think Duke's lost their last three 53.3, like 19 points combined. If I yeah. Right. I, it's yeah, in not the two four seven. I know I wrote the margin with those last three, but yeah, they've gotten shellacked in all three of those games.
0: And they've looked disengaged, too. I think that's the big thing. It's not just a talent issue. It seems like a lot of guys are kind of done on the season, which which would bode well for
2: Florida State. So Their, their offense just doesn't have that dude that you think is going to do it to you. Like, they don't have that receiver who, you know... I don't know if they have a guy on the level of, like, a Thayer Thomas from NC State, the slot, who really ate FSU alive. And their two running backs are good, but they're not the type that can just dominate a game. FSU is the better of the two running teams. So I just... I don't know where – I know FSU's defense can be woeful at times and give away you know free door prizes, but I just don't look at Duke and think, man, this team's just going to rack it up on a day. Now, Cutcliffe's a X's and O's guy, so maybe pull something out of hat, but I, I don't know. Jamison Crowder ain't walking through that door. Hey, hey, real
0: real quick, Chris, before we move on to our commercial break and then the mailbag. What's going on with Hampson, naturally? Can we try to – Try to spell this mean, out for our listeners, please.
2: The senior bowl put out that he accepted the invite, which is something where the player does accept it. It's not like they're jumping the gun and saying, oh, yeah, he's coming because we invited him. Um, and in most cases, historically, that's been, yeah, good luck. You're moving on to the next level. Obviously, in most cases, it involves a senior. There's some redshirt juniors who graduate who get invited to the senior bowl. 2020 um, is different. Hamsa, when he spoke to the media yesterday, kind of, it wasn't super direct about it, but he essentially said that he accepted it because it's prestigious and he appreciated, it, but that he had not with hundred percent certainty made his decision that he was moving on. Now I expect him to move on, but it is a little open-ended.
0: It is open-ended. We'll leave it at that. It's open-ended. I know there's some people internally who've expected him to return for another season. That was always kind of surprising when I would hear that news and digest it. I think you're in the same boat, Chris. It didn't seem to make a lot of sense based on, Hamza being someone who has NFL potential, uh, even with not having played this year and coming off of the knee injury, but there was optimism internally. Hamza Nazardine did kind of specify that that he still was weighing his options. So we'll see. We'll keep you guys posted. I wish we had more clarity on it. That's where it is right now.
2: You Hamza does not expect to be on a rep count this weekend. Okay. He was in his first time out. I think he played twenty-five or so plays in that game against NC State. Yeah, it had he four tackles to be able to too. A little bit. Will be able to go a little bit more 100% this weekend, which I think is important for him to show that the next two just to show healthiness. Mm -hmm. I think that that takes away some of the questions that are going to exist for him if he does go into the pre draft process. Right.
1: Did Hamza not understand what accepting a senior bowl invite fully meant? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he he did. he did, He
0: did. He basically said he didn't quite understand that people would assume that meant he was going to
1: this. How did he not understand? Do you believe him?
2: I'd take Hamset at his word. I've never found him to be a guy who I think's conniving or you know talking on. No, of no, no, his mouth. I just
1: mean like he was maybe just trying to gossip over the fact that he is indeed leaving after the season by saying he just didn't know. Well,
2: I don't think that. I don't think anybody truly wants to talk about that if they're still playing games. You know, I don't think any guy likes saying, "Oh yeah, I'm out of here." You know, Derek King, Jalen Phillips at Miami, for example. Yes, right. So, I'm, so what I'm saying, are saying is, I do you believe that he just really didn't understand the? uh i think process. he knows that if he's accepting that invite he's planning to go pro yes to okay. get to the point of what you're saying yes i think that's the case do i, totally I think so. he didn't understand that everybody in the world thought when he said mm-hmm. i accept that that they thought he was going pro i don't know that he understands that because gotcha. it's 2020 and shit's weird <laughs> oh boy is it ever! i just
0: I think I said on the last podcast or maybe a week ago that my frustration with covering this team isn't just that there's bad news or good news um, and that we're always chasing a lot of stuff. It's that the stories don't die. Like they just keep going for days at a time. And this is still like another example of just not having clarity. Go down a list of of that happening where we're just chasing stuff
2: for days on end. That's part of the job. Now, if he transfers on Miss, I'm going to come across (laughs) and kick someone's ass, okay? Lane Kiffin's?
0: All right, welcome back to On the Bench. As promised, we have the mailbag. Josh, are you in position to host the mailbag, or do I need to, uh, to pick up the slack here?
1: No, I can read. Um, <laughs> Burt Reynolds Burner wants to know, how many scholarships should the staff save for the portal? I'm thinking around seven. Okay, well, on to the next one. No, um, Ten. Ten. Yeah, I think around 10. I mean, they they signed seven, eight last year, right? Seven?
2: I would just add that they're not clamoring right now to add high school guys who they don't have established relationships with. They'd much rather save those numbers for the portal. Yeah. Makes There's sense. just not
1: very many good high school players that want to come to FSU right now, so it's probably better to stick those scholarships in your pocket for after signing day and uh, get some tra- transfers. All right. Trey Rowland wants to know. You have a net and fairly large claw hammer, but Brendan has a samurai sword who wins this battle to the death. Uh, if I have a net and a hammer, I definitely win. Does anybody have anything to say otherwise? Yeah,
0: yeah, I have an issue with this.
2: Um, I'm, I'm taking Josh in the fight, no. unless he's as banged up as he currently is. That is true.
1: He can
0: barely walk, so uh, currently. I know what my demeanor is. I understand what my reputation on this podcast is. I I think people do gloss over the fact that I like am legitimately athletic. Josh, if I had a samurai sword and all you had was a butterfly net and whatever
1: a claw hammer is, I would cut your head off. (laughs) (laughs) You have no chance. All right. South Florida. (laughs) No boy. This is a just depressing question. Expected number of decommits from the remaining 2021 class. Ugh. One or two?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean we're getting I, uh,
1: down to the point where the guys on the commit list don't really have a ton of other options.
0: Murray and Cooper would be the first one that pops up in my mind. He's uh, pushing it to February. And who else, Josh? You said the Kimo. two? Chemo McAnoli. He has
2: options.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, one am or two. I missing anybody that you're concerned about? No,
2: I, I think those are the main two that are worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. Chris Lieutenant doesn't want to say Dan names. Taylor. Are there any 2022 kids that could commit soon? Uh, Daughtry Richardson's a kid that's high on FSU. Um, the offensive lineman who has some ties to this area, also in South sure. Florida.
1: Where's he playing now? He's down south?
2: Yeah. Um, I can't remember which high school he's at, but he's in the Miami area. Is he at Edison, um, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right offhand. Sure. And, um, I mean, um, the other one, one in,
1: oh, that sorry. I would point to is maybe Nico Uh, Markiel, just because he's a quarterback and we know that you know luke altmeyer committed to florida state three days before the february signing day so i don't mean uh nico could be committing soon soon but maybe here in the next six weeks
0: i was going to put one in just just to get some some eyeballs going on uh the lake city athlete marcus 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 uh
2: isn't it marcus peterson
0: yeah, Marcus Peterson.
2: Yeah, he's an excellent athlete, excellent football player. Yeah,
0: Brian Allen said that's the best athlete he's ever coached.
2: Yeah, he, I mean he's going to have. Something. He's going to have a high level recruitment. I think. Oh yeah, this is the mailbag.
1: Mailbag. All right, uh, B Van Thirty says, "I know this is borderline impossible. Okay, this is going to be a great question. Um, but what would it take to have eight to nine wins in?" 2021. Never forget schedule. what Auburn was able to do in 2013 after going three and nine in 2012. Never forget.
0: So I, I do think it's obtainable. It's not impossible. It's unlikely, obviously. But if you get a grad transfer quarterback and someone who's experienced and elevates that position immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And if you hit on eighty percent of the ten or so, so if you get about eight quality graduate transfers who raise their respective positions, probably one on the offensive line. Probably one in the secondary, probably one or two at wide receiver. Uh, we'll see what other positions it goes to. Probably one at defensive end at some point too. If you're able to elevate the floor at every single position, then it gets you to maybe like six or seven wins. Who knows if things get get you know bounce a few, the ball bounces right a few ways uh, a few times for you. But that that's how that happens is you you hit in the port- transfer portal big time. Yeah, mm,
2: numero uno on the list is defense around these parts has to come a long way. Like it. There's got to be buy-in. There's got to be belief in the system. There's got to be execution of the system. and There's got to be better play, whether it's with the current players or players you bring in.
1: I agree. Uh, Cautious Whale doesn't really understand how to do F. Mary Kill because he said if you could F. Mary Kill one poster, who would it be? Um, Cautious, you gotta, you got to have three names for us to do this. You can't just do it to one person. So
0: I, can't, I just can't pick one person to kill because <laughs> I know right. who that would be. Try Jesus. it
1: again next
2: week. So now, so now just went to a real dark place <laughs> real fast.
1: David wants to know any interest from our side in Tyrell Shavers? Not None that I've heard. Chris? I got nothing at. I don't know. Okay. I think, no. I think
0: someone followed him. One of the coaches did on Twitter. If that's interest, and he followed McKenzie Milton on Twitter the other day.
1: I'm just saying, he's not very. He's not. He's not very explosive. Um, he's, he's tall, big body, right? Is he the? One, is is that one I'm thinking of? Yeah, he's six foot six. He's he's yeah, tall. He yeah. was at
0: Alabama and then transferred to Mississippi State and now back. So it'd be three schools in a couple of years.
1: Everybody forward. was taking him based on his his athleticism and size, and he's just never panned out. I don't think that would be a good option for FSU. Savvy's Noel wants to know, in the game of dodgeball featuring Knowles 24-7 and Warchant, who wins? Uh, definitely Knowles 24-7. Who do you take out first from the Warchant side, and who do you want as the final guy alive from 24-7 to bring home the victory? Well, I would say I would want it to be Brendan versus Gene, but we all know Gene would never participate in anything that's fun, so... It'll be us. It'll be the three of us. So who would it be against? It would be. Um, we got Balstein and, and Langston. So, or does it have to be three on three? No, it'd probably be Ira, Corey, and Aslan, Right? They're the yes. ones that always that are fun and participate in things.
2: I would take out Corey first. He's the most competitive of those three when it comes to stuff like that.
1: And then I and, think it's a it's a Ira Brendan battle to the death.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not me. I'm way too wide and slow. So like I'm an easy target.
0: You could be the fullback for us. You could take on a few uh, a few throws. I've played basketball with Corey and Ira before. And both are pretty good. Corey's a good athlete. And Ira's got a little Tim Duncan to his game. I'm just going to say, he's got a little finesse, more than you would oh, yeah? think. yeah? Yeah, he's got a light light feet and nice touch around the rim. So I think it would be a
2: competition. The bank's always open.
0: Aslan's in really good shape. Uh, and Josh doesn't have a stick, which is apparently the only way he's good at sports, is if he has a stick. Do I have my samurai sword? Because I think that would change things up quite a bit
2: if I had the Not sword. Not in you know.
0: Cut off all the balls
2: <sighs> when does the morph into Michonne oh Noel remorse
1: wants to know do we play in a New York six New Year's six bowl game in the next five years remember when FSU fans used to ask us like how are we going to be next year now they're asking us how we're going to be in the next five years
2: I mean do you see a New Year's six bowl in your future Am I alive to see it in five years? Jesus. that's a great question for all of us. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I my current level of optimism of the program having a massive bounce back is limited. So I mean,
1: think about where we were five years ago. So is it crazy to say that we can't be there in five years? No, it's not. I mean, a it's lot not cra- change it's in not five cra- years. It's not
0: crazy, but what evidence do you have right now to say yes? That seems
2: possible. Let's no, revisit absolutely. the Orange Bowl of FSU and Michigan and see how those two teams are doing these days.
0: Did your bro Peppers play in that game? All
1: know. right. Mr. Foreman asks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions. We're going to answer these oh, as quickly God. as we can. Brighton, I love isn't. that guy.
0: That, you know, that's the poster I would um, never mind. I shouldn't say it, but that's my
1: favorite poster. <laughs> F. Chances we land Quay Davis, uh, slim if Ole Miss offers. Pretty good chance if they don't. I believe it's Quad. Chris, this one to you. Has Brandon Jennings flipped or is he coming back in the fold?
2: I don't expect him to come back in the fold. I think if he switches again, Maryland's probably the best one to look at. Can you give us
1: a rundown on the new PWO offer, Anthony Whedon? I'd prefer we don't. He's a walk-on. Can we just talk about these guys in the ap- after the season? Is there anything interesting about Anthony Whedon, Brandon?
0: Uh, is that the kid from Edgewater? He's a walk-on. The water receiver. I mean, he looked. That's that's a. They've done a nice job with the walk-on program so far. I'll
1: I'll say that. Will you be doing a PWO segment after they sign? Of course we will. Is there a place where you can look up PWO offers? Whew. whew. He's got time. (laughs) What's the backstory on McLean? Was it bags? No, it's Ole Miss's offense. Uh, Will Fuller be back next year? Um. Uh,
0: I think it's more likely that he comes back than not. We haven't. We listen. We're all aware of the rumors. We hear it all the time. Uh, We hear it even from sources. But none that would make me say like, yes, it's definitely going. All right. So he
1: asks, Will Fuller be back? Will Dugan be back? Will Odell be back? I think, I think Fuller, I think Fuller will be back. Um, I don't think this is purely. You know, this is obviously there's financials involved in this decision as well. Will Dugan be back next year? expiring contract um i don't think dugans will be back next year does anybody else have an opinion on that
0: i agree with you josh again this is just educated uh, assumptions yeah. right but yeah i think it makes sense for for dugans he's not a norvell guy uh probably helped with the transition a little bit but his contract expires like you said so i think it would make sense for norvell to bring in someone who he's more intimately familiar with yeah. not, not intimately well you know what i mean
1: uh will odell be back next year chris
2: I think he'll be a part of the program in some form or fashion. I'm not convinced he's a defensive tackles coach. I'm not convinced he's an on-field coach, but I think that one's a little bit more up in the air than somebody like Ron.
1: Josh, how is rehab going? I'm currently sober. J Rod 31 wants to know what school will FSU benefit most in regards to transfers and decommit.
0: Wait, so who like who are they going to scoop up people from or who's going to steal off FSU's guys?
1: What school uh-huh. will FSU benefit most from in regards okay. to transfers and decommit?
0: Well, let's see. If there's like an exodus to LSU. ULM, maybe? Who? I don't know. ULM? Uh, no, like think about, well, one, you got to pick a school that's going to have a lot of players leaving right because you want to cast a wide net here well, your georgia has net.
1: had a ton of players leaving LSU has so, had a ton of players leaving yep
0: if mississippi um, state has more that would make sense and then you got to kind of tie it to geographically like who makes sense for lsu like where are their ties right. uh so louisiana state or lsu uh or mississippi state makes sense given fsu's staff ties to those areas
1: yeah i don't know if there's like a particular program that i could point to but. That- that'd be the exodus
0: uh you know what UCF would be a good one too Mackenzie Milton and all the guys who want to follow him to FSU
2: and I think there's a DB at LSU that if he enters a portal FSU is gonna possibly kick tires on I think it's right Darius Davis if I remember correctly mm-hmm. um he's got ties to Woodson he's a kid that I think Woodson liked a lot in the process but I don't think he's entered yet but I believe there's an expectation that he may um LSU's one because they're going to put some really high-quality guys into that portal. But I think the portal is going to absolutely explode here in late December, early January with kids. I think it kind of already is.
0: We had like 30 the other day, Bud said. Yeah. But it's going to, to Chris's point, and I think this is something for our listeners to kind of take some inventory of, like, it's going to be a long off season in that regard. There's going to be new names filtering all the time. So just cause they're not super aggressive or if they miss on someone now uh, at this point, there's still more options that are going to keep entering. That will slow down eventually. But for right now, there's going to be more and more names trickling in for Florida state to, to try to, to use one of those, you know, potential double digit scholarships on.
1: That was well said. No fan in Sydney if we land Milton, what influence do you think it will have on other transfers that we are in the mix for Well, I think it would help on offensive transfers and remember that the transfer portal is going to be active through August really, or up until August, I should say like about the start of camp. So if Milton gets on, on board now, um, even if he doesn't have an instant impact in, in getting a receiver running back transfer, somebody to transfer immediately um, he's going to be around for a while. So You know, into the spring, there'll still be guys entering the portal. So I do think he'll have an impact on other transfers.
2: Yeah. Offensive skill and offensive linemen gravitate to a quarterback in a class. That's just a natural order thing where, you know, it's important. I think Malik McLean, for example, is probably still part of this class if Luke Altmaier is still part of this class.
1: Right.
0: And Um, one of the dynamics with Milton is that, yeah, know, he's a group of five quarterback and he hasn't played in two years. So I don't know if that makes a huge deal for for freshmen necessarily, although I guess it is a selling point, but you know, guys who you're looking in the grad transfer market, especially ones who've either played against UCF or in, the, in similar level of competition, I think they would have a, a pretty good idea of what he's all about, uh, especially get guys from Memphis, central Florida, USF, whatever guys who know about him. I think he's someone that that level of recruit looking to jump up into the group uh, from group of five to power five. Would be intrigued by playing with Mackenzie Milton. I'm not sure if like Alabama guys or something would want to sign up to play for him, or, or really know necessarily who he is. Even though UCF won a national title in 2017 over Alabama.
1: <clears throat> um, D he? Oh wait. TB Golf Seven One Four. Uh, to you, Brendan. With roster attrition already taking place, which position do you anticipate being most impacted?
0: So, like, what position's going to lose more players?
1: I guess with roster, yeah.
0: I would say, I would look at on defensive side of the ball. I would look at linebacker. I think there's some underclassmen who've been jumped over by even younger players like Steven Dix Jr., DJ Lundy, so guys, guys who didn't about. commit to the staff. So you can draw your own conclusions there. Uh, that would make sense. And then on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe offensive line, like if some of the guys who aren't playing at all decide to transfer, that, that would make sense. Or, or even wide receiver, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, even though it's a pretty thin group right now, uh, some guys go ahead and and look elsewhere.
2: Linebacker and wide receiver are the first two positions, taking one from each side of the ball, that popped in my head. Mm-hmm.
1: And then he asked cake or pie. And for any adult on this podcast, the answer is pie. Yes, yes. 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 Unless we're talking ice cream cake. Is oh, I was going to say
0: red, red. Yes, it is. It's cake. Uh, red ice velvet cake. cake. I do like good, like a good red velvet cake. But not over a good pie. I love pie. And there's right. just so much more depth to pie, more. But I didn't like pie as a do. kid. But then you become a man and you like pie. What was the first pie that you liked? Apple. It's the easiest, the most oh, attainable. I mean chris doesn't like but yeah do you not like pie chris i thought you no
2: i like i like pie i don't like apple and pumpkin pie that's my anti-thanksgiving apple's pie.
1: like the gateway pie
2: to all the <laughs> it's others gateway. it's the it's the pot of pies i don't mind key lime my older brother loves key lime pie so i've had plenty of that in my life because mm-hmm. of you know stuff with him
0: have you ever had key lime pie on a stick it's no. frozen key lime pie dipped pie's in like chocolate on a stick I mean, listen listen, pie, listen, to, listen listen to what I'm telling you. It's key lime pie frozen on a popsicle stick and it's dipped in a hard chocolate shell.
1: That doesn't sound good to you? No. The first time I had key lime pie, I thought I was eating cheesecake. No, I cheese, do love a good cheesecake.
0: Is cheesecake a cake or like a... It's not a pie, right? No, it's not a pie.
1: So it's, it, a, it it's a, it, a pie. pie. It has a crumb crust. It's a pie.
0: But it doesn't have the top. So it's like a cobbler-esque type of no. cake hybrid. We're not going to go down this.
2: What, what is easy. your favorite? What is your favorite dessert?
0: It's hard to beat like freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and milk, right? Like that's that's a baseline all the time. You can eat it at any time of year. It's going to be delicious. It's going to have some like warming.
1: Uh, I'm out on the glass of milk these days, but I am. Mm-hmm. I do love a good uh, chocolate chip cookie, fresh out of the oven. Even
0: mm-hmm. like the Nestle Toll break and bake ones, like those. I are love better.
2: tiramisu. No, no they got to be homemade. Good What'd you tiramisi? say, Chris? Taramisie, Th- buddy. I like the Look way he t- says Taramisie.
1: D Heasy has a few questions. Uh, who do you like more, Washington or Cooper? I think they play a different positions, but as an overall prospect, Chris,
2: uh, I think I'd take Washington. But I, I am a believer that Washington probably ends up at safety during his career here more than cornerback. I think Cooper's more of a corner. I'll
1: go Cooper, and I think that long-term career cooper uh he's a little thin uh might need some time to get on the field but i think i'll take cooper who do you like better hargrove or goodwin i'll be honest i haven't watched a whole lot of goodwin because i don't think he's coming to FSU. so uh chris if you had a pick between hard and goodwin who are you taking
2: i like hargrove a ton i've been very high on him throughout the whole process i think he runs like a pit bull so
1: mm-hmm. pit bulls are really sweet Looking back, me and Chris were talking about, and I don't know if we want to go on the record with this, but we had this conversation yesterday. Who do you think the staff slow played, but now wishes they hadn't and let them commit?
2: Uh, I'm trying. To I don't guess. think
1: it would be a bad thing to have Amari Harvey on the on the commit list. Right? Yeah,
2: I, I agree with you there. You have
1: guys I mean, like, you know, Jordan Eubanks and. and hunter washington i don't know if there's that much of a of a talent gap between between those guys and uh, amari harvey or if they're at the same level of talent
2: to be honest with you, plus i think getting harvey getting a local is a mm-hmm. good statement i think it's one of those things that benefits you both short and long term
1: yeah looking at how they came up empty on all the local studs i think um maybe you they know, want to have that one back but i don't think they're i don't think they're losing sleep over
2: it Tommy Tommy Hill, in-state receiver, down there in Orlando, is a kid that I've liked a lot that I don't think the staff was ever super engaged with.
1: NRG Noel, do you think FSU has a chance to have a top-10 recruiting class next year if visits are allowed? Um,
2: I don't think so. Do you, Chris? I mean, FSU, to some degree, still attracts for itself, so if it can win at some decent clip, then maybe, but yeah. – I'd probably lean towards no right now, yeah.
1: Because he says if visits are allowed, I think it's more important. Visits or no, they got to win. Like if they won ten games next year and there was no visits, they'd have a top ten recruiting class.
2: I, if I they said win this, five
1: games next year and there are visits, they will not have a top ten recruiting class.
2: Me and Ira walked out a basketball game together last night. And we were chatting about a variety of things, and we talked about recruiting. And I said to him, "I think you know, April fifteenth comes." FSU is not the first priority for a lot of kids to go see who haven't seen A school. So there's, yeah, even though things will open back up potentially, FSU is not priority 1A for a lot of kids right now.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, the INZ57 wants to know, if Norvell decides to move on from Dugans or Hagans do they wait till after signing day to move, make the move? How quickly would you expect them to fill the positions? Um, I think this is a move that you make in the dead period after early signing day and before the regular signing day if you can ideally that's when you make it
2: yeah their contracts run is it end of january so now
1: I believe it's end of January.
0: I, I'll pull that up so we can write a story. It'll be on those 24-7 sometime in the next week or so. How about that? So we have all the contract details for every single But you don't coach. have
1: to wait until the contract's right. literally up to-,
0: to But my to point was more day. so,
2: if you do it at the end of December, it's one month. So it's not like you're on hook for a whole lot of dough right. um, with those two guys.
0: It is probably between December. Like Josh said, I think that's the sweet spot for when you do it. Usually. I that that it,
2: if you're making coaching changes, just make them. Because if you're waiting and you sign kids and you cut them, you cut the coaches, you know, it doesn't matter that you sign them anymore with a transfer portal. So, like, I, I'm not one of these believers that you keep them and then you just make the change because you have ink on paper. Well,
1: huh. Um He also said, How quickly would you expect them to be filled? Um, Norvell was pretty quick with his hires, pretty quick,
0: like days. Like, he had I was going through and looking at some of the timeline stuff from last year, and like he had Kenny Dillingham on the road recruiting with him, what like in two days, one day. Mm -hmm. It was crazy.
2: That's when the discussion of the defensive coordinator spot comes up, and I don't know what they're going to do there, but if they do do something there. it needs to be done with the idea and the belief and the knowing that the person you want to hire is going to be hired in my opinion. Like, I don't think that's one of those where you you get rid of a coach to go hire a new coach, just because you think you should get rid of a coach and go hire a new coach. If you're getting rid of a coach, you know, you need to know who you're hiring, why you're hiring them and that you can hire them and that it can happen very quickly and efficiently.
1: All right, moving on. Um, If FSU doesn't sign Hill or Quay Davis. How many transfer wide receivers do you think they bring in and names to watch? Uh, if they don't, they'll, they'll try to sign at least two transfer wide receivers right now. The only transfer wide receiver that they've offered is Drew Estrada uh, names to watch. Uh, I can't predict. I don't think there's anybody currently in the portal right now that I
2: would say is a name to watch. Would you Chris? Nobody I can think of right now. I mean, I, I think they're going to get Hill. Um, I don't know about Davis. I haven't swam in that pool. That's been Josh's gig. So
1: Um, any idea on who Hunter Washington was talking about that wanted to join him to rebuild
2: the program? I thought he might be referring to Jackson, Sean Bray Jackson signing early because right now that's kind of open-ended. Last time I talked to Sean Bray, he was not planning to sign early or he's talking about Destin Hill was where I went with that. Do we tell the like people
1: that. everything that Hunter Washington DMs us, or just the, or or just this one?
2: Just this one. Okay. We don't need to get him in a tizzy.
1: Okay. Any Nico Markiel scoop? Um, No, but he's he he's been posting um, some pro FSU stuff. I'll reach back out to him. I don't think I've talked to him since like September, so I'll reach back out to him see what's up. Say we end up with 14 early signees. Destin Hill hypothetically is among them, but we have no defensive tackles or running back signing early, assuming all of FSU's current targets at those positions sign elsewhere. Do we go after any more high school wide receivers, D-tackles, running backs for the February signing day, or just go after D-tackles, running backs, running back, wide receivers in the portal?
2: Well, Josh Farmer can play D-tackle is mm-hmm. one thing I'd point out, and I expect him to sign early. Um. I like we said earlier, I don't expect FSU to go after a ton of new high school targets here down the stretch. I I think their high school board is fairly well defined in that they're more comfortable with holding on to some numbers, scholarship wise, and going into the portal than just going and pursuing short term high school relationships. You know, with portal guys, you at least know they've done this in the college game, they're developed to this degree in the college game, they can bring this level ceiling and floor to us potentially with high school kids it's a little bit more of a projection i
0: don't know if this is helpful because i was spacing out for the first part of the question uh seanberg jackson plans to play defensive tackle here but he well. may not
2: sign early the question pertains to signing early oh uh,
0: okay sorry that's probably why i should have been listening for the entire part of the question is there the any
1: LCD? chance of us getting back in the mix with brandon jennings nope uh, NYC No. 92 are there any other commits or targets that Ole Miss wants to steal from us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what,
2: Henry Davis? I mean, Taiwan Malone,
1: Malone. Tywin Malone.
2: Yeah, Malone.
1: Uh, is that e- – what about the D tackle? Eton, JJ did he commit to them yet?
2: Who? The Juco. The Juco. Jalen Williams? No, Eton. Is it Eton. Oh, Eton, yeah. Eton committed to him. Oh, okay, so he's already off the board. Okay. Hey, but they always, have,
0: they always have last year. Yeah, you know, they beat him out for Darian Williamson and uh, Marcus and Douglas. And uh,
1: hey, at least we got Cam Akers, right? We made Fabian
0: it. Fabian, oh, least we did get Cam Akers.
2: I don't love swimming in those Mississippi waters. personally. If
0: you're going to be doing it, you have to be better than them. You can't be at the same level or below it. That's just, it, it's so incestuous there, the recruiting relationships. It's
1: not, it's tough. Jimbo did pretty well there.
0: Yeah, because he was better than if you're better than them, you can do it. If you're Alabama, if you're Florida State in your heyday,
1: you can do it. Uh, Swivel Knoll says, What position group should we expect the most attrition from after the season?
0: We already went into that. Yeah,
1: we already hit that. Um, who are we recruiting at linebacker? Well, they got a few. Uh, I think most notably, probably Juco outside linebacker Byron Young. Um, they kind of view him as a pass rusher as well. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna take another true linebacker from the high school level this this cycle. Do you, Chris? Not right now. Yeah. With the injuries and inconsistent play at the quarterback position, any thought on Wyatt Rector, aka YY, <laughs> uh Was not considered as an option. Is I'll send that to a
2: resident. Is, is this Wyatt an Rector to himself?
0: I mean. Wyatt would have played at quarterback a fair amount against Clemson. I think Bud talked about that on his podcast too. I could confirm that that against Clemson, Kate Rodemaker and Wyatt Raptor would have played a lot of quarterback, and, and J Trav would have been kind of oh. limited.
1: NB one two three, Josh and Chris, what is your what is your best Brendan neuroticism story?
0: Eroticism?
1: Yes, all your neuroticism is
2: erotic. Um, I don't know if I have like a single best one, but Snow's one knows where it just kind of builds up. Like you can see it happening, and you can you can hear it in the voice, and you can tell from the text messages it's just common it's happening, and at some point he he needs to go get acupuncture or go ride his bike.
1: I yeah, I would say it's 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 the things that are over time. Like for example, the coronavirus thing, like. It wasn't just one time of him telling me, hey, I think I got it and me and my wife are gonna go get tested. It was like for the fourth or fifth time of him telling me those same things. And I'm just like, Brendan, do you not remember you telling me this like three weeks ago? And then five weeks before that, you were telling me that you had it and you got tested. He's like, But I but I really have it this time. And I'm and we're getting tested. So
2: you, you can get it twice. I do I do legitimately worry about Brendan sometimes in the sense of like I, I, I don't know. I just, there's that breaking point where you just lay across the bed and you go, eh, I'm done. <laughs> Tuesday won. I'm moving on to Wednesday. I lost today. It's good. I don't know if he does that. I feel like, like he day, needs to have that in his
1: life. Here's a good Here's a good quick story to end on. This was recent. I think it was like maybe Thursday or Friday of last week when Brendan said it was a crazy day. And Brendan um, took time in the group chat to tell us that he's done and that he's logging off, and he's putting his phone down. And of course, like none of us care. Like, sure, go, log off, put your phone down. 30 minutes later, he's back in the group text texting again.
0: I have a piece of paper here that has unhelpful thinking styles, uh, <laughs> the pertaining anxiety that that someone printed out for me recently. There's all or nothing thinking. There's mental filter thinking. There's jumping to conclusions, oh emotional reasoning. I can keep going, but I would
1: say... <laughs> What's your best story, Brendan? About my neuroses, yeah,
0: unhinging me. Uh, do I want to keep it in the work related,
1: like yeah? Who's triggered you the most on this site? Derek Satterfield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been some moments there uh, that that we've addressed with Derek before too, so that's that's good. I will say for someone who's neurotic, I, I do address and confront these neuroses head on. I think I deserve more credit for
1: some I think sometimes for that. you don't speak as direct as you could. It,
0: it takes me a while to get to there. I told Josh I didn't like something the other day. Uh I, I told Chris uh, that I wasn't happy with him, very clear terms when I was I'm driving back you from from Montgomery. Uh after you I was get yourself all ready.
2: You're like, the hey, Montgomery's the angriest you've ever been at me, I think. Yes. At least that I know of.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I was the most pissed off I'd I'd been at you. Uh,
2: that I'm was not even aerotic. you were like seventh on my call list for that one.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It was just my time, whatever. Uh, you know, the most okay. I got a good story, work related. Uh, so this was driving up to Louisville earlier this season, and there was a couple different things at play here. So one, uh, scared of coronavirus, I think was well documented at this point. And as you got further north, uh, the masks got far and far less so i was stopping like to not pee in public so i would pull You're over just in to pee in Co-
1: i know but tallahassee you know. yeah tallahassee's different than down yeah. in the
2: beaches for sure
0: uh, and then I mean, even yeah. like going up like columbus georgia was pretty masked up but when i got into the mountains in in tennessee uh there was a rest stop there where there was none none because it apparently doesn't travel jamrock right Knoll,
1: jamrock once no uh, i peed in my PM car it- a
0: lot that
1: trip at the end of the one-year mark for this coaching staff, who do you think has done the best job and why? Alex, Alex Atkins. Atkins. Who's done the worst job and why? Adam Fuller. Part two: Which coach has not lived up to your expectation based on how you perceive them during the early days? Adam Fuller. Adam Fuller. Coltrane twenty-six. Do we go after both Milton's, McKenzie, and Joe?
0: <laughs> no, just one Milton.
1: <laughs> is Joe even in the? Is Joe in the um, portal?
0: Not yet. No.
1: Joe Milton at uh for those that don't know, Michigan quarterback.
0: That's not uh, a uh, that's not a Norvell type of quarterback like
1: No, uh, and he really wasn't involved with FSU at all during his recruitment either. Yeah, he's from Orlando
2: area originally.
1: Yeah. CT Wells 40, better long-term prospect. Uh better long-term product. An injury-prone Chubba or an always healthy Rotomaker?
0: I I don't under, I read that question yesterday. I was skimming through stuff I don't understand it
1: better long-term product. I don't know.
0: I, I think people <laughs> like, like if the quarterback doesn't play, then he's not a good product. If he's available, I don't know. Um, I would rather, I would rather take the gamble. If I could only have one next year on the roster, I would take the gamble over injury prone, Chuck Purdy over what we know of Tate Ronemaker at this point. How about that? And also when I was going up to Louisville. So after I stopped to pee on the side of the road for like the third time, uh, I was in Southern Kentucky at this point, and it started storming, right? And it was getting dark and dusky, so it was hard to see, and my GPS cut out, and I decided to go the back roads. So I had to pull over the side of the road and and wait for the storm to pass, to even have a chance of knowing where it was because my GPS wasn't working. I may have cried in the car.
1: A couple of questions. Any chance we go after William Waddle, the OG from Grambling, or will we be reserving a slot for a true tackle? Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to dismiss a transfer guard unless he's really good, but I don't think FSU is in need of a transfer guard because as soon as you land a transfer offensive tackle, you can now move Darius Washington inside and it solves
2: a lot of your problems at guard. Right or wrong? I agree. I think tackle is right. far more to high priority.
0: It better be a damn good interior offensive lineman if you're taking him, like Landon Dickerson.
1: Right. Any updates on Dimitri Moore's situation? Is he the linebacker from Vandy? Yes. No. I reached out to him when he first hit the portal, and he told me that FSU had not been in contact, but he would like for FSU to be in contact. And then I reached back out like a week later to see if, if there had been any contact, and uh, he didn't reply. So I do not believe that there's <laughs> been any contact with Dimitri Moore to this point. I'm uh, there- <laughs> if Chemo decommits, who are our top options to replace him? Chris?
2: chemo decommits yeah. i think that they may just swallow it and go portal and look more at tackles in the portal Chemo's more of a right tackle definitely a guard body type right um who's the barber kid out of jacksonville austin barber got a miami offer here recently which threw a kink in the plans i think mississippi state i want to say was trending before the miami offer came about yeah
1: i think austin yeah i think that kind of uh I think they would turn to him if he didn't have much going on to maybe replace chemo. But at this point, I think his, uh, I think they're going to go to the portal. Would you rather transcribe presser notes for Jimbo or coach? O? Oh boy. Um, That's a good question. Can we describe I, Josh the can way,
0: can we describe the way that Chris transcribes real quick? I, why don't you?
2: It Since was really good time.
0: It. Well, he, he, because it derails so many of his story plans. So he will avoid writing a feature story or something that he wants to do for days. And I feel like the transcription process is what delays him from it. Cause he, he hates doing it. And I never knew why. And then one day we were watching him actually transcribe and he was pecking at the keyboard with about like just, just two fingers, his index fingers at a time. Like he's an 80 year old man using the internet for the first time. And, and he kept rewinding like every five seconds. So usually you can get like 10 seconds in with a transcript and get it cleanly. Not Chris. It was just, Five seconds, rewind. Five seconds, rewind. You two kept talking as I was trying to do it. I mean, what the hell? Who tries to transcribe on a Zoom call? Well, you made me get on a Zoom call. It really bothered me just watching it happen. It was, it was mind-boggling. I couldn't understand it, what was happening.
2: It made me anxious. Tran- transcribing is easily my least favorite part of this job.
0: And Jimbo was really, really,
2: really difficult to do. Jimbo was like a machine gun that just kept jamming.
0: Orgeron's legitimately hard to understand sometimes, so I don't... You ever don't turn
2: know. on closed captioning for Orgeron? No. What's it, what's it look like? It's just awesome. He's undefeated against closed captioning. Josh, you're muted, I think. Still muted. No, I'm
1: not muted. You were? You were. And then I tried to unmute and I hit the app thing. Now I got all these windows popping up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's how big, how big is the Florida Booster Endowment? How many scholarships are endowed compared to our rivals? Do they have scholarships? Do they have all the scholarships endowed?
2: I, you know, Pretty i sure I have, they would have to, right? I'd have to look that up. I don't remember offhand. I want to say Florida is fully endowed, but I'm not 100 percent sure of that. But I want to say I remember seeing that in recent years. But that, um, full endowment is such an important thing because it takes away an annual cost that's more expensive than if you have the endowment to do it. Interesting. It's sort of like a, you know, a car loan with a much lower rate compared to a higher rate in the two senses.
1: If there are coaching staff changes, who do you think could be some of the possible replacements? I don't really want to touch that right now. If any of you do. Have at it. No, I don't. I'm, I'm
0: shaking my head.
2: I'm good. I don't yeah. I don't know the first direction to go with D.C. I know people fall in love with certain names. We've seen Randy Shanton banter about, which kind of blows my mind have because we? UCF fans are ready to kick his ass out of town. I know. Um, yeah, people love throwing Will Mil- Muschamp out there, but I think Will's next job is still going to be as a head coach, more likely than anything.
0: Charlie Strong makes sense on some ends of I can, Like I just, 10
2: years Korea ago. Korea Noel
1: wants to know, in a perfect world, how many transfers do you believe the coaching staff? We've already answered that. All right. Uh, starting QB for 2021, is it on the roster, McKenzie Milton, or uh, or the field? What do you take A, B, or C?
2: I mean, I think if Milton comes in here, Milton's coming in here to start.
0: And I think there's a better than 50% chance to get Milton. So you know what? I'm going to say Milton. I'm going to put in the crystal ball. I'm convinced of it. You
1: too, Josh? Oh, no, I'm not doing the crystal ball. All right. Indy (laughs) Seminole 59. No, non-FSU related, but it is college football. Does the conference or schools within the conference get paid for representation in the playoffs? If so, do you believe this is the reason that the Big Ten decided to change the rule? Is Ohio State is their best chance to get in? Or is it something else?
2: Yes, there's a large chunk of money for teams involved in the college football playoff, and that money is then divided by uh, conference accords. So, like in the ACC, you divide it among the conference, which this year is 15 teams. Most years for football, it's 14 teams.
0: That's why you saw the ACC scheduling uh, favor Notre Dame and Clemson down the stretch, and they kind of changed some things to try to get both those teams in and get Miami into New York Six Orange Bowl. The reason Wait. why
2: you've seen the ACC add to December 12th and the 19th games is because for more TV games, you get more TV revenue, which is then divided more. So it just adds to the pie. So it's all about accumulating funds to distribute.
0: Everything that we're watching right now is about money this season. Yeah. It's a money grab. At this its, whole, at a its whole season is largely large. Yes. Yeah. And it always, I mean, it always kind of is. It's just never quite out in the open this obvious to this extent.
2: The, yeah. the nice thing is the ACC was greedy and not idiots along the way. The Big Ten was greedy and complete idiots along the way. It's a tough, tough
0: combination to be in life.
2: I can't imagine having a commissioner worse than John Swafford, but the Big Ten somehow does.
1: Rank in terms of job security. Odell, Dugan's, knee and sinone. All right, uh, I'll go. Knee Odell Dugan Sinone. No, knee, yeah. All right, you go, Chris.
2: I'll go. me, Sanon, Odell, Dugans.
1: All right, you go, Brandon. I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> this contract up in less than six months. <laughs> <laughs> Seven months. We don't start negotiating until six. <laughs> That's what you tell yourself. All right. So you feeling good? All right. So no, Brandon I'm not feels- feeling
0: good. I'm not feeling good about any of it.
1: So then rank it. Odell Dugans, knee, Sanon, knee me and Odell Sinone Dugans your mouth to God's ears b 3 53 if you could change one thing Mike Norvell or his staff did this year what would it be a uh, different coordinator no line practice for Chubba grad transfer QB what would it be
0: to me the biggest gripe that I've had was grad transfer quarterback that was the thing I questioned the most in the moment so I would stick with that.
2: If I could change one thing, I think I'd go back. I'd go back and. Oh, hell, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a single thing.
0: I think he was saying of those three, right? Is oh, of those are?
1: three. No, he yeah, was just I mean, saying no, no. He was giving some example. Uh, okay. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, my if bad. I could change one thing, I, I think. Well. I don't know. I mean, Stump to boil
0: it down to one.
2: Yeah, they so desperately needed a spring, and a pandemic blew that up. And yeah. I, I think a portion of the issue of the season is because of that. There's other issues. I'm not dismissing other issues.
0: The Chuba thing was bad luck Like for him to get hurt. I understood their reasoning to have freshman quarterback who've never played before go through some sort of, of physical scrimmage. Uh, that's just bad luck that it happened. Obviously, if you can go back and change it, you probably would have changed your mind of of doing that. But the the quarterback transfer, I think, was something that could have been controlled, and and they were uh, they were optimistic about what they could do with James Blackman, and that obviously kind of kind of
1: backfired. I don't. Um, I, I think don't worry I would have. God, Josh. God thing to do different. I think I would have told Marvin Wilson and Tamari and Terry thanks, but no thanks when they said they were returning for theirs for one more season.
0: That's definitely a hindsight deal, though. Like you, in the moment, that was a big deal. We all.
1: Thought. Oh no, this is totally hindsight. Okay. Hell no! In the moment, I I called it like two huge. Comm- I don't know two five star. Comm- I don't. know, I made a big deal out of it, Brendan. But there was honest. a
0: lot. There, there was a lot that's gone wrong this year. We'll but leave. But now at that. I would have
1: told him things, but no things.
2: Brendan did his year in review story, and he was sending stories along the way while putting it together, and it just it was it was fun. Some what good was your moments. favorite
1: one that you pulled?
2: Probably the, FSU's the, dominant
1: defense from scrimmage number one. <laughs>
2: hey to fuller's credit he kind of chuckled at the word dominant so he was ahead of the curve on that
1: yeah Um, i think it was perry that asked him the next day in the uh press conference that we heard that your defense was dominant during scrimmage number one would you agree and he he just started laughing out loud so we should have
0: dominant that's an interesting word choice i think is is uh very pensively um yeah, the there's some stories with with aforementioned names with Tomori and Terry and Marvin Wilson saying they had no intention to opt out and you know, you can say they opted out or didn't opt out, but, but they they opted out for all intents and
1: purposes. Eventually, all right, we got one more question. Well, we got one more post. He asks two questions. In your opinion, is Kasey if KZ is healthy and we land them, is he our starter next season? I think all of us unequivocally would say yes. Right.
0: Hell yeah! If you're taking him, he's coming Mm -hmm. to play,
1: and that's why he's coming. So, Um, also, why does it seem like we are the only team in the country that has not painted our face mask since fall camp?
0: I haven't noticed that. What's happening?
1: I have not noticed that at all. But I'll I'll look this this weekend. They're they're
0: making concessions across athletic department budget. You got to cut cut it out somewhere.
2: We'll get a petition started. Painting cheap. just watched the sideline. I can't believe you didn't pick up on that.
0: <laughs> that was a fail. All
1: right, that's it. That's all I got.
0: Okay, this has been on the bench. Are we done? This is, whatever. All right, let's uh, let's ask. Should we ask for five star reviews? No, I don't. I don't want to ask for that. We didn't do a good job. You're like, really
2: I like... sticking the landing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd like a five star review,
2: please. So no, on your calendar, do you mark off each day and it has like X amount of days until your contract runs out? I have
0: a calendar. Oh my God. It's really sad. This year is really bad. I have a calendar, like a chalkboard calendar. It says February. I haven't updated it since February, which I guess March would have been when the world fell apart for me. Yeah. So it's, it's in February. (laughs) it says i'm supposed to see my therapist uh thursday at noon so things have changed i'm actually supposed to see her at 1 p.m today
2: i love you buddy you too josh all right thank you. you you get feeling better over there okay take a nice take a nice ice bath pickle pickleball has really ruined you it's been a lot more than that chris